Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shannon Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I just got a RPG that I will never play. <laughs> Somehow different say, than all the other RPGs. Yeah, I, I mean, you say that as though this is supposed to be like a delimiting or descriptive uh, adjective for your your RPGs, but... I've been waiting for this one for a while. It's called The After. It's based on the new Savage Worlds rules. Um... And it is about an alien, well, it's about 100 years after an alien invasion. It's a post-apocalyptic setting. That's a cool look. I'm Jay, and uh, I have just been, I'm kind of curious if I've I've probably passed Josh watching the MCU with his his daughter, or at least close to it, because uh, with Brian having a gimpy arm, there's not too much we can do, and so we've been watching a lot of MCU, um, and... So, uh, the movie we just finished was Civil War. Uh, so you're not quite caught up to it. We just finished Doctor Strange last night, actually. Oh, well, you're not watching them in the correct order, then, is what you're saying. Oh, maybe not. I'm, we're doing the <laughs> chronological order. We're doing chronological. Chronological by release, you mean? Maybe. No, I didn't think that was by release. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, I maybe don't know. the... I pulled up the website, and I haven't, sure. I haven't regretted the order that we're watching them in. Uh-huh. So I will I will say something really cool that so so Brian um he 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 found a for this time through he found like a definitive you know chronological guide to the MCU and it uh it has you like watch the first two seasons of Agent Carter and then like Agents oh, of Shield geez. okay it, it has you watch like Agents of Shield it only has you watch like four episodes of the first season and a few of the second season, et cetera. Right. Um, and that's, that's all that it has you watch of agents of shield. Um, but one of the things that was cool and I, I didn't even know that these existed, but there are these MCU one shots that they made that they're like right from like five to 15 minutes. And one of them, like, Nick Fury's Bad Day or something like that? Or is that a comic book? Okay, tell me more about these one-shots. I'm ready. So one of them is called All Hell the King. And it is... So the the guy who plays... Ben Kingsley, the actor who plays the actor of the Mandarin... Yes. uh, ...is him getting interviewed for, like, this documentary in jail. And uh, I won't spoil it for you, but uh, it does talk about, like the real Mandarin and how he's upset that someone's been like using his name. And so it's, it's, it's exciting that, uh, when it was this released? uh, like I think six years ago, something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. And the, 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 I think that, so there's the black widow and then, uh, the movie after that is supposed to have the actual Mandarin in it. So that's wait. So how do you access these little fifteen-minute things? Um, Brian just did like Google searches for them, and and found them on the interwebs for free. Gosh, now I feel like a failure as a father. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> but you, you absolutely should watch. I, so there's there's other ones as well. They're good, but All Hell the King was the one that got me uh, actually pretty excited. That's awesome. Uh, and I'm Josh. And uh, I'm going to make like a super embarrassing nerd confession, but I think I'm doing very unnerdy things right now. So I'm basically driving across the Intermountain West right now with um, 
one of my War Machine bags, but none of my War Machine figures are in it. I just grabbed it to use the foam to stick between the bikes that are on the rack on the back of the vehicle that I'm driving around with my family. <laughs> to what? keep the bikes from rubbing together. I know. I that's how far I that's how far I've fallen. <laughs> and I mean we have ridden the bikes at least once, so there you go. I'm so <laughs> disappointed in you. I've stunned Trevor into silence. <sighs> uh, I mean we would so if Ryan didn't have a gimp arm, we would probably be camping right now. And but would you actually... be using your war machine foam for pillows? Uh, no, we wouldn't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, today is it's it's kind of a crappy weekend, and Brian's struggling pretty hard. Um, I mean, today's I mean, we would be right about now probably boarding a plane to uh, LAX during normal times for our anniversary trip to oh my heck that's true right disneyland so it sucks but mm. what you can do <laughs> so um I, I guess a few um news things with dgi uh, one is if you go do a search for warcaster um there is end of august is the first retail wave of um of that product and then like november 6th is the second retail wave and also november 6th uh, one of the things that's exciting is uh, we, we finally start having some war machine releases we've got bethane 2 the blight archon etc and uh, so we'd, we'd been waiting to have pre-sales up on those items because the release dates were kind of up in the air um, but now we have release dates, and uh, we want them to pre- we want to pre-sell them to you, and we want to deliver joy to your life. So, with that, let's let's dive into uh, this top five, uh, which is not a ordered top five according to Trevor. This is just no, no, a... no. I you guys took long enough. I ordered these. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, whatever. Mine aren't ordered because. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably do the two that I expect you two to have on your list uh, as my early ones, as as the person who uh, gets to go first. <laughs> and so this is our our five board games that we are most excited for. So I will start off first. Uh, first one uh, will be Frosthaven. That's that's your no- oh yeah I forgot you don't have an order. I'm like that's your number five. <laughs> <laughs> They only get better from here. <laughs> oh, I mean, honestly, it's it is it's it's not one that um, if I were to rank them, it's, it's, it wouldn't be my number one. That's fair. Um, so tell the listeners what Frosthaven is for those that may. So Frosthaven is the sequel to Gloomhaven, with like basically if you take everything about. Uh, Gloomhaven and say that it's Cowbell and you need more of it then <laughs> that's what Frosthaven is. Uh, the the downside is that um, my expectation is that it's going to be like even more complex and fiddly and uh, there is that danger yeah there is that danger will and, the group that you last finished Gloomhaven with still hold together for Frosthaven Jay? well one of the players is dead Right. Oh, I, right. I knew that about the original composition of the group. <laughs> and one of the players has has moved away, <laughs> and so. Oh, probably not. The, yeah, I mean that's that's one of the the issues is finding a really good group can be a struggle, and also I guess my other struggle with it is that really it's a game that is is a lot like a, a weekly. RPG group meeting, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I've been playing a Zoom RPG group, and it's just more fun than (laughs) Gloomhaven is. And and I don't have multiple days a week currently that I can um, devote to uh, an ongoing campaign like that. So you haven't tried doing. I mean, I I don't know why you would have, but you haven't tried doing something like Gloomhaven. Via Zoom, have you? 
I mean, no. I feel like RPGs and board games via a Zoom platform are such a different. Animal, yeah, doing. You know what I mean, but doing Gloomhaven dirt via Zoom sounds awful. <laughs> so my father is like dying to play the digital version of Gloomhaven that I think just maybe a week or two ago released the multiplayer capabilities. It's still it's still early access on Steam, so right. I am really interested to try that out with like I mean, so my father and brother are who I played Gloomhaven with originally, but we sort of stopped having that ability some time ago. Sure. Well, and I, I mean, honestly, I expect that the online implementation is likely going to be better than the board game. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> for trying to play it together online, you mean? Or no, just, over, just, you just, just uh, end so of statement. <laughs> there, there, yeah, there's there's too many fiddly bits, you know, there's too many uh, yeah. things that have to be shuffled and managed and taken care of. And and anytime you get to that point, it's better digital. It's just the way it is. Yeah. It manages all those things for you. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that Frosthaven is also on your list, Josh. So, uh, honestly, no. Oh, okay. Which is, which is funny because... Maybe I wasn't looking far enough in the future, or maybe my brain was just like, "Look, buddy, you know you're not going to play that, so don't put it on the list." <laughs> I, I it probably shouldn't be on my list, and and I think that my group that did play Gloomhaven, and we didn't finish Gloomhaven, but we got probably I'm guessing we got 75 percent of the way through it, which is a lot. We played a lot of Gloomhaven. I think we can just one sort of, actually finish Gloomhaven. Is that a thing that can be done? I think <laughs> you can. Yes, I think you can. There, there's a main plot line that, that I believe you'll finish, and we were okay. we were pretty pretty deep into it. the The problem was is that um, the overall playtime burned us out. I mean, we yeah. we were tired of Gloomhaven before we got to the end. Right, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, um. So, and and I was still interested in finishing more as a completionist than as a um because I wanted to finish. Now, and, to and be fair, you should say like that's still with a ton of like playtime, right? Oh gosh, I I would I would have to sit down and think about it. Um, I'm guessing we probably had uh somewhere around 75 to 100 hours of playtime. I only bring that up to say like to say that you got burned out on something after that much playtime. Yeah, I mean shouldn't that's necessarily so. be like a negative, right? No, no, no. I I don't find it as a negative. I just think that that. I, I do think it is a little bit of a negative because I think the campaign just over maybe overstayed its welcome a little bit. Um, okay. Well, it's also one of the common complaints I've heard of it is that it um, it's it's just really when when you have a game that's going that long, it's difficult to balance the balance the game. <laughs> uh, you know, there's you 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 start out and you're like, oh, this this game is you know challenging, it's interesting, etc., and you get better at the game. You get your characters get better, etc., and it gets to the point where it's not as challenging. Oh, that's that. At least that is a complaint that I've heard from a few different sources. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know I if don't, that was your experience as well, Trevor. But um, it's hard to say. There were there were a lot more times where we failed missions at the beginning. I don't recall there was there was a there was a few missions where I wanted to flip the table, um, and, yeah. and not not because. Uh, a lot of times just, it was just because the random number generator. Would... Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was there was a time where we had um, every slime on the table, you know, and yeah. I want I wanted to flip the table because it just we hit back to back slime spawns. Basically, the card that spawns slimes came up, and then shuffle the deck. The first card that comes up is spawn slimes, and we just we got overwhelmed, and and so I was I was angry at that, and that was random. It doesn't necessarily, you know. Um, it didn't necessarily mean anything. Um, we we were able to go back and beat that, but there were other missions later on that I felt like were were abnormally difficult for just really odd reasons. Um, sometimes it happened to be it just happened to be a random um, party makeup, like the party was just not equipped to deal right. with that that random mission. But but for the most part, as we moved on, the missions became less. It was yeah, it was a combination of we got better plus. Our characters got better, started off better as as we, you know, unlocked more characters and started with more check marks, etc. Um, and 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 so, and as you get 
deeper into it, when you start a new character, there's generally someone else in the party who's not. So they're a powerhouse, and they you just kind of like follow them along, like yes, boss, let me carry your sword for you, boss, um, while they <laughs> just destroy the mission. Um, and so there was a little bit of problem with that as well. Um, it just didn't. It's hard to to yeah. I, I I guess I agree with Jay. It's hard to balance a game um, upon some of the things that it's built. But with Frosthaven, I do like the idea of um, there's a city that you're putting a lot of stickers on that you're building yourself, and it feels like rather than it feels like there's a little bit more of a choice going on with how the city is built, um, where it feels like the stickers that went on the board um, were based upon completing things, not necessarily upon choices. And, and so there's some things that are different, but truthfully, I agree with Josh in that I bought this board game, um, through Kickstarter or whatever. Um, and, you know, it's not going to come out for a while, but I'm probably not going to actually end up playing it. You know, it's going to sit on my shelf for a while because the group that I played Gloomhaven with probably not going to want to play Frosthaven. Maybe they will. Maybe they, you'll, they'll be re-excited by that time. Who knows? Um, so we'll see, but I, it is on my list. It is one of, well, I can take it off. I have, I have six on my list, so I could take it off, <laughs> but I am excited about Frosthaven and I hope that it doesn't do that. I hope it doesn't become more complex. I hope it's streamlined and becomes some of the things become easier. Okay, Trevor, go. Uh, so my number five is one that Josh is going to hate, um, and it's Seventh Citadel. <laughs> Listen, I enjoy a good nap as much as the next guy, so I'm sure that when I fall asleep <laughs> playing it with either you or my brother, I will get super well rested. Oh my god! I, if you, if 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 him and I end up playing this game, if that's what happens, if it's the three of us, it's him and I and you. I'm I'm going to kill you. I'm going to pull a knife and I'm going to jab you. Well, that sounds more fun. Give me the update though. I honestly, I knew this existed, but I don't know what what is the hook, what is the shtick here with Seventh Citadel. I just assume it's related to Seventh Continent. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a sequel to Seventh Continent, and and. So if if the listeners have not played Seven Continent, let's real quickly. It is a adventure game where you explore a massive continent through a bunch of deck of cards, and when you pull the cards out, they are placed on the table to create the map of the continent. Um, and there are multiple cards for each location. Well, not for every single location, but for a lot of locations, there are different cards that can go out depending on um, how much you've learned about the continent or what you've done in the past. And the the game is, gosh, I don't even know how he designed it. It is so ingenious with how it follows, like it, it remembers where you've been in ways that I don't, Honestly, I don't understand. Um, but like when you'll go back to a location, even if you've left the board, if you're still playing the same game, um, it will still pull out the same card or a new card. It won't pull out the old card. It just I don't really understand how it does that. But it, it you can basically you're searching for a way to get off the continent, if I remember. And the way you do so is by um, basically solving a mystery. And the continent is huge. Like, if you were to actually, in one session, completely find the continent, I don't know that most people have a table big enough to put out all the cards. <laughs> uh, but the really cool thing about Seventh Continent is that you basically have, um, you look at the card and you're like, I want to investigate that, or I want to build a fire, or I want, like, there's so many things you can do. Like, there are literally dozens of actions you can do and sometimes they're limited by what's available on the card but a lot of it is you look at the card and there is there are clues on the card or you can you can go do things and it just it feels very much i guess maybe this is to jay's point earlier it feels like an rpg and and if you have somebody who has the time to to set up an rpg an rpg is probably funner the the thing about Gloomhaven and Seventh Continent is this is something that you can play without no anybody has to, has to be prep. A GM. <laughs> yeah. Or do and you prep? Yeah, and Seventh Continent has is a very strong single player game. I'll say that as well. Like if you enjoy the idea of exploring or adventuring with no particular GM and you're just 
learning about it. It's also a very difficult game. It feels like a survival... I don't want to call it survival horror, but it's definitely a survival game. Like figuring out where food is and et cetera, et cetera. So 7th Citadel, the update to this game, or the, the I don't want to call it an update, the um, second... Or sequel. Sequel is based on a... I think it's an island with a... Um, like a Think of it as, as D&D. The the Seventh Citadel is a the Citadel is a castle um, that you're exploring through with dungeons and and other things like that. Um, so it, it it is labeled as a post-apocalyptic medieval fantasy world. So you play as a uh, quote slave gardener who has um, been trapped in this location uh, your whole life and you're trying to get out. Look, I'm just going to fully admit here that these these games Seventh Continent and even this one. They appear to check all the boxes that should mean that they're for me. I I I tried Seventh Continent at least twice, maybe three times. Oh no 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 no! Every time. No 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 no! You tried once. The second time I was there for, and you did not try. (laughs) (laughs) I was too poisoned by my first experience. Yes. Look, maybe it was my brother's fault. Maybe he just didn't make it fun. I don't know. It is it is kind of funny how often, like, your brother is the destroyer of joy in your life, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out here. <laughs> May want to examine that relationship. I'm sure my therapist <laughs> might have something to say about it. I, I just want to say that I feel like I've poorly described this game. And I, I think that if it sa- even remotely sounds interesting, but I've somehow ruined it for you, you should go look it up. Uh, Just so I understood, the elevator pitch was, you're an enslaved gardener to a Lovecraftian cult. Go. In a medieval fantasy world, yes. Oh, okay. I forgot the medieval and fantasy world part. You, you say they should go look it up, right? But, like, is can people actually buy this? Uh no, Seventh Citadel you can't because it well as as of this recording it's still on Kickstarter it has fourteen more days. Oh well there and you go. And Seventh Seventh Continent you can or cannot? I I would assume you can buy it. I, I, I mean, don't know. I, I haven't looked. I mean I know why Jay's asking that. Like did it ever actually appear in retail? Right. That's no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think retailers can sell it. Oh. Uh, I mean I'm sure there are plenty. I don't know. It's on the secondary market. There are people like Josh who bought it and hated it. Um, Jokes I, on you! I didn't buy it. <laughs> I I don't know. Um, I'll be honest. Um, I'm guessing you probably can't get it. I'll so. I'll tell you what. I am going to uh, do a little research while Josh talks about his game. Uh, so I just feel like I need to bring it up because I didn't really order my list either. But the, the version of Gloomhaven that I put on my list as excited to play and or come out is Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion, which is like the intro release to Gloomhaven. Yeah. But let me tell you why I'm excited about it. Here is tell one me, of Josh. the problems for me that it solves, I think, for Gloomhaven. Uh, the the maps or the scenario, you know, the scenario maps that you're fighting the monsters on or whatever are in this book. Like you just open a book to the page and the map is all laid out. You don't have to hunt for tile uh Zeta 5 figure out which side to turn it on to and I'm like sold right there that's all I needed just tell me no more uh having less setup is a total hook for me so yeah I mean this so was, that's what ended up on my list yeah this was marketed towards big a big box store right isn't it being carried in Target or something I I can't remember if that's true or I don't know exactly for sure but yes it seemed like it was being marketed much more uh, to a mass market. Yeah, it, it, I looking on the board game geek page, it shows up on like Walmart.com and Target.com, and so yeah, that's freaking crazy, honestly. That, that is a little crazy. I'm glad we live in that world, honestly. That 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 part of this world, that that you know, board games, complex board games, are starting to come to big box stores, and and <laughs> it's exciting I, to me that somebody will find this on the shelf. Yeah. Try. So, Josh, f- finish. I guess finish your game, and then I'm going to go on a a rant. So, oh, go. I'm excited. I love rants. I mean, this I can be finished. I I can especially be finished if there's a uh, if there's a rant incoming. Okay. Well, 
I too, uh, I guess, appreciate. Um, so first off, I'm, I'm going to pause and like, I, so I searched my distributor for Seven Continent, my main one. They didn't have it. So then I thought maybe it's going to be like a exclusive with some distributor or something. I don't know. Uh, probably what I should do is go check the the Board Game Geek, uh, you know, market. And they have one on Amazon for four fifty and one on eBay for three eighty. So Holy crap. Uh, go buy Seventh Continent, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Not for that price, no. Yeah, yeah or don't. Uh, okay, so my rant is that so Marvel United is a Kickstarter that's being done by Cool Mini. I don't think they're the ones who actually developed the game. Um Yeah, they're just the publisher. Yeah. And like it, it's it, this is the game that has the the chibi Marvel minis that are super cool. Uh, I mean, basically you had me at chibi Marvel. Um, <laughs> that's all you had to say. Um, but so I backed twenty four copies of of this game. Um, it is now I have twenty four, well twenty three now. One is sold, uh, sitting in my store, and those are all paid for. The Kickstarter exclusive stuff. Uh, which is going to be another uh, amount I have to pay. I, I don't know what the bill is on that yet, but uh, that comes out next year. And Walmart is selling this game with a Spawn, not Spawn, Venom uh, promo figure below the cost that I purchased it from. What? Yes. Is, and is the, the Venom is like a Walmart exclusive yes. figure kind of thing? Yes. Oh, cool, Mini. I hate you so much. Late yes. stage capitalism is a heck of a drug. It's. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not great, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I don't know. Yeah. So. Oh, oh I hate them so much. <laughs> I think that's basically uh, Trevor speaks for us all. <laughs> I mean that that is definitely the dark side of things appearing in the mass market, right? I, I mean, I will say that I originally I did back this on Kickstarter, and then um, and the only the only reason I canceled my Kickstarter was Cool Mini. I just I hate them so much, and every time they suck me in, I I despise them for it. And at this point, I said, you know what? No, no, you're not going to get me this time. I don't need another board game on my shelf that I'm not going to play. And I especially don't need to support Cool Mini uh, anymore. I think that's a pretty impressive burn of your willpower. Because, like, correct me if I'm wrong. I know this is cheesy, have... but isn't this also in the same vein as, like, um, Arcadia Quest? I can't remember. Yeah, Arcadia it's Arcadia Quest, yeah. Quest with and Marvel, right? And you guys right? did actually play a ton of Arcadia Quest, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've given once or twice with Trevor, but yeah, Trevor and his family. Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say, um, Arcade Quest is is probably my favorite board game of all time. Like, I've played a ton of it, and I would gladly play another game of it. And I haven't even played through all the stuff I have for it. Not even close. It's not even a card game. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, buddy, I will shank you. I'm serious. I'm gonna drive down there right now. Just look for the guy with a bike rack filled with war machine foam. <laughs> Gosh, you'll, you'll stick out. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I love Eric Lang. Um, it's a game designed by him. I just, I, I, but the problem is, is I would have a hard time recommending Arcadia Quest to most people because it is a cool mini game. And but I, I, I've bought a bajillion characters for it, and and like all the expansions, and I have six drag. I have like all the dragons for it, and. And I haven't even played any of the dragons. Like, I literally, there's so much that I haven't explored with the game because, honestly, most of the time I can't get people to play with me. Um, that I just, I just absolutely love it. Um, but I would have a hard time recommending it to anyone because I'd be handing more money to Cool Mini. And and honestly, if they came out with an Arcadia Quest two right now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't back it. I wouldn't be involved with it. I wouldn't touch it. Um, and just. I just they, I hate them so much at this point, and I hated them when Arcadia Quest came out. But I, it 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 was the, I guess maybe the hatred wasn't deep enough at that point. Right. Um, and I I so I bought you know the game, and then I backed the Kickstarter and of the expansion and and of the dragons, and I just 
I see ended up spending a lot of money on it, and I don't regret that. I I do enjoy the game a lot, but I do regret that the money, some of the money. I, I wish I could just pile the money into Eric Lang's lap and say, hey, thank you, please design <laughs> more games. Um, I just I hate Cool Mini. Um, you know, so. Well, uh, I hate Walmart selling <laughs> board games below, below your my cost. cost. Yeah, yeah. that's that's not great. <laughs> well, I uh, to be fair, I'm pretty sure they sell things below other people's cost as well. Yeah, just yeah, they do. Game. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, my number two. Uh, this is one that uh, continuing. I, I said that my my first two would be ones that would be on my companions list. Um, I'm assuming that's going to be the case at least. So uh, Dune, the board game, on the list. Uh, and is coming out actually surprisingly soon. This is the one by, um, shoot, remind me who the publisher is, Jay. Direwolf. Yeah, Direwolf, which is part of what makes me excited about it. I, I've enjoyed a lot of what they've done in the past. But go on, right. tell us more. Uh, real quick, let me see if I can. So oh, this, is, this probably doesn't have any relation to the old Dune board game. No, 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 it's like a new animal. It looks like a, um, it, I mean, it looks like it's a board game, but it has a, um, a heavy I'm, card element to it. So I'm going to read you the quick blurb, their elevator pitch, and you can, you can tell me if you think that, uh, it is an effective pitch or not, or something that yeah, yeah. gets you excited. Um, Okay, so they their their thing they start off they talk about like oh we uh, um, talk about like the the genesis behind it, but then it gets to um, the mechanics and it says stick building plus worker placement. Um, I saw worker placement as being a natural fit for a Doom game because good worker placement games involve careful planning and predicting what your opponents are up to, both of which feel very appropriate for the scheme filled. Books of Doom. So, how to do both a deck builder game and a worker placement game? The answer seems almost obvious in retrospect. Your cards allow you to place your workers. With this approach, the game's agent and round system were simultaneously born. Um, so, basically, it is going to be a uh, you are building your deck, and your deck is going to let you play your workers on Dune. Um, and it, um, you also get a get to play the, the artwork is um very much the the new movie um but yeah, like still stills from the new movie and stuff right right even, yeah. even the actors faces i think are on the yeah movie. yes correct yeah one of the things that uh, it does make me very excited about this is um i feel like uh, these guys were the first guys to do a really good job of taking deck building into a different game mechanics and and i'm talking about clank right uh, you know which was like deck building with this push your luck on the on a board element or dungeon exploration element and i'm like oh that is so clever fun you know um and, and so i think it's really it's gonna be really interesting to see them apply deck building to a essentially an area control game or whatever too or work replacement uh, it makes me wonder how much it's going to share with clank um, as far as you know, using deck building to allow you to take actions on the board, rather you know, similar in, mm-hmm. except for instead of movement and exploration, it's going to be um, worker placement. Um, but anyway, that part of it has me interested. I will be honest. I while I'm excited for the Dune movie, I don't necessarily care for the Dune setting all that much, and um, it's not on my list. This game is mm. not. On- I mean, look, Jay, it's not exactly a card game, so I'm not sure how Trevor... That's true, yeah. It, yeah. It's only deck building, not a true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no card games on my list. I I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm i sorry that you cannot have the joy of doing in your life. <laughs> uh, Maybe I need to read the Expanded Universe to actually actually get involved like the the i've only read the original book i never read anymore i'm really if and it feels like there's a lot i'm missing if if the hook isn't set in the first book then you're gonna read some of the following ones and you're gonna be like what in the world is even going on (laughs) what did i just read (laughs) yes yeah 
I, I, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy the book. I mean, I read through it and I read through it at a reasonable pace, but I didn't, I didn't finish it and go, wow, that like a normal book. If I, if I really enjoyed it, I'll finish it and go, wow, is there, is there another in the series? Can I go on to the next one? And I'll be, you know, I'll be rapidly looking for the next book. Um, that was not the case with Dune. I, when I was done, I was like, okay, that was fun. Um, what's next? Let's go do something else. Hmm. Yeah, uh, my my statement stands. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I'm excited to see it. I've I've watched you know the miniseries. I've watched the old movie. I'm excited for this one. Beyond excited for this one, partly because I love the director, um, and I love good sci-fi, uh, and I love it. I probably will enjoy the movie way more than the book. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, Trevor, give us your your second. You mean my fourth? Because I'm going in reverse order to number number one. Um, So my fourth one is called Cloud City. um, And it's a... um, How do I describe Cloud City? It is a... You're building a futuristic city. Um, There's uh, 3D buildings on a board. And you're basically placing walkways to connect the buildings together. Um, And the, the, the connections are giving you points. Um, there was another one similar to it. I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was like based on um, like Japanese road building or something. I can't remember the name of that one. Oh, um, that was like Tokyo Highway? Yeah, I think that was. Is that the name of it? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so this is an upcoming board game. Um, I just love the tactile uh, element of looking at this um, somewhat not not set thing that you can just sort of build organically you know there's not hexes and things like that 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 limit where you're going to go or what you're going to um is this by the same guy or the same people that did tokyo highway uh you just said is it did you say it's related to that in some way no no no. the only the only reason i said i don't think it's related to it in any way okay okay i'm just um um it reminded me of it I think yeah, that yeah. they are um, spiritually related. How's that? I don't know. Um, I don't think the guy that is designing this. Yeah, I looked it up. It's it's it's. There's no relationship at all. But I, I can see why you made the comparison now, looking at some of the pictures. Right. Interesting. And it's not a dexterity thing, right? It's just. No, I don't. I don't. I hope not, because that would actually. I mean, that's a different game in my mind. Yeah. Um. Anyway, everyone on the in the playing the game acts as um. Um, like the the city planners, um, mm-hmm. and um, you kind of put together a city. And anyway, I just I love that sort of tactile feel and putting things on the board and seeing what you've created at the. Um, that's always been a fun thing for me. One of one of the it's not related in any way, but a game that's in my mind is sort of similar as far as you're creating something on the board is a game that I've played quite a few times and um, Josh has played it with me quite a few times. Is, is a game called Tuluva. Where you're creating an island um, as a as volcanoes erupt up through the ocean, um, uh, you know, so you're creating kind of a Hawaii style uh, island complex, and you're building villagers on it as it goes. And one of the cool things is you can uh, cause a, a volcanic eruption on your opponent, basically killing his villagers. Um, anyway, but it just when you get done with Tuluva, you always have something different, something interesting, and there's a completely different island each time. And it's cool to look at it because it also, as you play the tiles, it builds this mountainous um, island. So it looks like an island on the table. Um, and I've always really enjoyed that aspect of a board game when I make it happen. So I'm, that's why this one is interesting to me. I will note that it is above Seventh Citadel because I actually think I'll get this. <laughs> okay, Josh. Okay, I'm going to talk about, I'm excited to play this because I actually have played the base game a couple times in the past month. Uh, so there's an expansion coming out from Fantasy Flight Games for their uh, civilization game, Civilization A New Dawn. The expansion is called Terra Incognita. And I mean, honestly, all it had to do was exactly what it's doing. was was like, would you like more wonders? Would you like more terrain tiles? Would you like more civilizations? You know, um, they've also, they're adding an exploration element to the, in in the base game, the the map is laid out. That's the world, you know. And now they've changed it so that you'll actually go out and explore the world. And so tiles are going to be different depending on 
Um, so, so Josh, um, we played this first game, the base game at Board Game Geek Con. Uh, what was it, two years ago? Mm, probably three. Now that I think about it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I didn't particularly enjoy the implementation of Civ compared to the old Civilization board games. Um, well, so that's is your I mean, opinion changed. Well, here's what's changed. I don't think of this as a civilization. Okay. Like, we've played it multiple times now. Like, I I, I played it yesterday with Jed, and I was like, oh, this clicked for him. Because it's it's just, it's a really cool mechanic of, like, you you have five possible actions, and when you take an action, it goes to the bottom of the power scale. And so as you wait to take an action, it becomes more powerful. But, you know, you could take the same action two turns in a row, and the second time you took it, it would be less powerful. So it's an interesting mechanic, and it happens to be overlaid on this, you know, civilization building skin. But it's it's really just like this, you know, 90-minute um, – I mean, it's it, it's this is kind of 90-minute um, – engine builder game is is what it really is and it just happens to have a civilization skin so so that i i would say that's how my opinion has changed you know and so i i'm excited for new things because i'm interested to see like oh okay what kind of different powers will the new world wonders give you what how about these new civilizations they should be interesting you know um i i think they're they're making some other tweaks and stuff too along the way like the cities are going to have districts now which i think might be interesting but but that, that for me that's the thing is, is I, and my brother and i we always look at each other on the planet and we're like this game's fun but it's not a civilization it's not a civilization game that's what we you always know, say to each other yeah i i actually think that this game would be uh, i would have so i you go into a civilization game with a sort of um a set of preconceived ideas of what it's going to be yes yeah like there's and no I, tech tree Right. And I think that if I had if this had not been named Civilization, if this game was exactly what it is, but named something completely different, not and it didn't, you know, evoke. I mean, it's it's got the same font and everything like this is being mm-hmm. billed to you as Sid Meier's Civilization, the board game. And you're like, oh, this is you know, you have a certain set of expectations when that is. If this was just, you know, this was named something completely different and had no relation to it. And I had sat down and played it with you guys. I would have a completely different opinion of it today than I do. I probably would have really enjoyed it, honestly. I think the game is is clever. It is interesting. It just it really wasn't what I was hoping for. Right. Because because I had an idea of what I was about to play and it didn't do what I expected it to. Yeah, so. I, I agree with you. I feel like that's the greatest disservice the game does to itself. And I, I'm not saying I could have themed it any better. I mean, I would have to kind of really think about I it i don't even think the theme is bad i don't mind the theme it, it is literally the uh franchise that it was it's being billed to me as yeah if it was called if it was called civ builder instead of civilization or you know or take wait for your action you know or whatever <laughs> i i do think i agree with you the idea that that if i wait longer the, the action becomes stronger that's a clever idea where you have this. You're theme. right. They should they should retheme it. It should be like Hamilton themed, and it's just Aaron Burr <laughs> saying, "Wait for it." <laughs> Boom! Wait Nailed it. it. Nailed the retheming. Call me fast. <laughs> well, it is. It is. Um, I, I really should give it a second try and just try to you know erase the idea that it's a sim game out of my mind. Yeah, I, I think that's what you do because it's just it's a clever mechanism. Um, the I'll look up. There's another game that uses a similar mechanic, but I got I can't remember what it is off the top of it. It'll come back to me and I'll I'll yell it out at you. So we'll do. I'm gonna go ahead and do uh, um one more, and then we will. Uh, oh, did wrap we actually? Up. Oh, did you mean to turn this into a two episode? Uh, obviously, yes. Answer? I, uh, well, I mean, we, by that we haven't even stuff. got to the ones I'm most excited about. I know, I get it. All right. So I'll do one more, and then uh, that'll do this episode, and you can tune in to the bonus episode for what Trevor's really, really excited about. Um, but so from from my list, um, have any of you played the game Detective? No, I no, I have not. 
I've played Chronicles of Crime, which is the only one that's sort of like a cousin to Detective. Yes. I so, gave Detective to some neighbors. I should call and ask them how it was. <laughs> so the game Detective, um, it is it has five scenarios. The the most common um I think complaint the internet has about it is that uh you you have to be like super dialed in and ready for a a difficult um puzzle to solve together right um and that if you don't have like if you don't approach it with the right uh, mindset then you'll have, you'll play through it and it'll be and you'll have the experience and you can't really it's kind of like time stories and that it's a, like a, a one shot or whatever for the scenario and so if if basically you can kind of like screw it up and so i've i've been kind of interested in that but the one that actually i'm more interested to try is detective season 1 and so detective season 1 detective was was kind of the first one that came out in in the series they've had several that have come out since then um and it and it had a suggested retail of 50 bucks detective season 1 is a 30 buck 30 dollar suggested retail game nice and, okay and it is so here's here's the description <clears throat> or the, the pitch for it from its description. Uh, Detective Season 1 is a new product in the award-winning Detective line. The game has a shorter playtime, is perfectly tailored for a mystery game night, and has simpler fam family-friendly rules. Um, consists of three standalone cases that can be played in around 90 minutes each. Um, so, I mean, that's that's something that's pretty appealing to me as as an intro to see if I... Yeah, like this or not, right? So, a a thirty dollar, uh, three ninety minute mystery night. Uh, you know, I could. It's it's something that Brian and I could play together, and you know, likely have a, a pretty enjoyable experience. And and if we get three ninety minute sessions out of it, it will have been totally worth the um the price of admission in these pandemic times. So yeah, right. Uh, so that's that's one that I'm excited to to try out. Um, it, it is for for those of you in, in the the bottom blurb of it. For those of you who who haven't heard of Detective, um, it says the base game of De Detective has been published in ten languages and sold in more sold more than 120,000 copies worldwide. The game has won more than 30 awards and nominations, including French Game of the Year, German Game of the Year. Dice Tower Best Theme, and four nominations for Golden Geek Award. Game of the Year, Best Cooperative Game, Best Innovative, and Best Theme. So it has been uh, something that's sold well and, and it has been popular worldwide. So, and it's available right now, Jay, Season 1? Yeah, I have, I have um, Detective Season 1 in stock at Gameopolis right now. I mean, honestly, I'll probably end up bringing home a copy for Brian and I to play together over our anniversary weekend. Yeah, that's awesome. Good recommend. I'm I'm surprised I've never even heard of I'm the original I'm one even. Well. Yeah, yeah, I've never I've never heard of them. Um well, and it does like uh there's there's like uh Josh had said there's there's if this is something that interests you, um research this one and then there's another series called Chronicles of Crime that is they're they're fairly similar to each other and so you can research both of them and see if if you think that one is uh potentially uh, a better fit for you or might interest you more so yeah uh however quickly the what game i was thinking of that may be like civilization in new dawn is called concordia so scope it out it's definitely divorced from the civilization theme never what, played that one either yeah what did you think of Chronicles of Crime, Josh? So I think that my family and I are terrible at solving mysteries. <laughs> like, I thought it was really clever. It does this, you know, interesting thing where in Chronicles of Crime, the thing that it is, is like you're talking to all these different people, you know, and some might be suspects and some might literally just be like a random dude on the street. Right. Yeah. A total red herring. Right. And like you, it has this element that uses the an app that you can also do in VR where you like 
look at the crime scene and like you actually move the phone your phone around and like can see different things and that might kind of spark you to be like oh well, we should go talk to this person you know um so it was it's very clever but frankly it's too clever for me which is not i'm not saying that's a high bar to overcome but like i just know that we got into it and like we didn't even finish the first case which is not that's not i don't don't take that as an indictment of the game because it could very well have been i was playing it with a couple of my daughters and i know that like there was probably family events going on and all of a sudden the time clock was up you know what i mean that kind of thing and so I mean, uh, I, I mean, honestly, one of the reasons why I'm interested in this version of Detective is that, like, right now, what I'm looking for is not necessarily the most challenging, brain-burning, you know, puzzle. I want it to be challenging, but not too challenging, and so I, I guess maybe I'm uh, being a little bit of a Goldilocks, but, yeah. like, I've, I've played, I, I played at Adepticon a, a version of Exit. And like it just got to the point where everyone was stumped and not having fun. That's what happens to uh, me, us, almost every time. And then my wife looks at me like, "Why would you?" <laughs> right. Yeah. And and so I'm actually uh, curious to try unlock because I've heard people say that they're not as doesn't doesn't have that problem as frequently. But anyways, that's that was my one of my thoughts with it was that um, I think that the lower difficulty level is actually probably a really good thing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Right. 